The Global Democracy and Justice Lecture Series with Oded Gilad and Dina Freeman. Episode 5. Love is all you need, or is it? When I speak to people about the vision of a global democracy, they often associate it with John Lennon's song Imagine, that also describes a world of unity and peace. But while surely I like that song and its message, some important distinctions need to be made. In the song, Lennon takes what are arguably the major things that people have been fighting over throughout history, countries, religions, and private property, and invites us to imagine a future in which we will no longer believe in them and will no longer uphold them. Imagine there's no countries, and no religion too, and no possessions. Instead, he says, we could then just be living life in peace and in brotherhood, sharing all the world. Or in one sentence, all you need is love. The problem with this sweet approach, however, is that even if we could somehow make all those things disappear one day, which I doubt, it's just too likely that we, imperfect human beings, will already find something else to disagree on and fight over. And think about it, we are not really built to just love all the people all the time, especially when the strong are exploiting and harming the weak or the environment. I don't want to love them. What I want is a functioning democratic justice system that will hold them accountable and make them stop. If we want to be serious about things like peace and justice and sustainability, then romantic and childish cliches about love and brotherhood are really not helpful. What we really need is nothing short of the framework of the democratic state, but applied on the level that includes all the parts of our global society the global weak and the global strong together. Let me start by explaining just why the democratic state is a basic, indispensable requirement for peace and justice. It is such a necessity because it enables us to address the two basic tendencies, or you can call them defects, of our human society. First is the tendency of the strong to harm the weak, and second is the tendency of people and groups to split into mutually hostile camps. I'll discuss them in turn. The first tendency starts with a simple fact of life. Humans, either as individuals or as groups, are not equal in their power. There is always side A that is physically or otherwise stronger than side B. Whether it's the grown-up and the child, the average man and the average woman, majority and minority, and so on. And whenever one side is stronger, sadly, all too often, humans tend to use their advantage for their own interests, either for their real needs or just their desires, and so we see again and again situations where the strong exploit or oppress or otherwise harm the weak. Surely not always, but way too often. And for those occasions, in order to help the weak and protect them from the strong, we have to have also a third neutral party that is stronger than both sides and belongs to both sides. And that is the democratic state, which is built on three basic principles. A. The weak also have fundamental rights that are not dependent on things like their physical strength. B. The government of the democratic state is the only one that has the right to use violence, and only if and when it's necessary to protect its citizens. And C. In order to make sure that the government itself will not misuse its power against the people, the people have the ultimate power over the government, through elections and a web of checks and balances and constitutional separations and limitations on the power of the government. In this way, 
the democratic state can be there for the weak, and in case of injustice, intervene through the courts or the police or other authorities. Furthermore, the democratic state has tools to redistribute from the financially strong to the rest of society, which is super important to maintain social justice. And now, let's move our focus to the question of peace and see the necessary tools that democracy offers us in order to deal with the second human tendency that I mentioned, that is, the repeating tendency of people and groups to split into mutually hostile camps. And here, the democratic state has a really excellent solution. Rather than ignoring that basic tendency, or telling everyone that they should love each other all the time, democracy suggests diverse ways to channel that tendency into non-violent and even constructive forms of disagreement and group dynamics. For example, if some people have different new ideas about how society should run, democracy says great, go ahead and start a new organization or a movement or a political party. It's really okay to disagree with other people, discuss and even argue with them, on the streets, on the media and in the parliament. This is how we can get new and better ideas and decisions. And yes, it's really okay to even hate other people. The only thing that you are not allowed to do is use violence. That is a special prerogative of the state. So if side one and side two have a dispute that they cannot work out, they are invited to turn to the third party, the state's court, where both of them could try to explain why they are right according to the law, but it will be up to the impartial judge or the jury to decide. To sum up, democracy recognizes that the most valuable asset of humans as social creatures is their ability to interact and cooperate, split and join and change their minds, and it offers a framework for them to do so in a safe and peaceful and fair manner. And this is why it is indispensable for human society. The naive story of some anarchists who say, who needs a state? We can get along just fine without one. This story doesn't work at least at large-scale societies. And we need to realize that today we are no longer small groups of roaming hunters and gatherers that can do as they like without any limits. With the powerful modern technologies that we have today, how people live on one side of the planet can have enormous consequences for people on the other side. And this is why in order to have peace and justice and sustainability, we have to have that mechanism and these tools of the democratic state at the very global level, which is the level of our ecology and our economy. Sharing an all-inclusive global democracy, that is the kind of love that we really need today in the world. And that is what we need to imagine. The Global Democracy and Justice Lecture Series is also available as videos on YouTube and other platforms. If you found the ideas in this episode interesting, please share it.